This is Unfilter, Episode 7, for June 28, 2012. Tell your doctor right away if your mood worsens. You have unusual changes in mood or behavior or thoughts of suicide. Antidepressants can increase these in children, teens, and young adults. Not approved for children under 18. People taking MAOIs or thyroidazine, aspirin, or blood thinners may increase bleeding risk. Severe liver problems, some fatal, were reported. Signs include abdominal pain and yellowing skin or eyes. Tell your doctor about all your medicines, including those for migraine. Call right away if you have high fever, confusion, and stiff muscles, or serious allergic skin reactions like blisters, peeling rash, hives, or mouth sores to address possible life-threatening conditions. Talk about your alcohol use. Dizziness or fainting may occur upon standing. Imagine you with less pain. Welcome to the seventh episode of Unfiltered. Put down that soda and pour yourself a glass of water because we're looking at the sugar problem in our three-act show today. In Act 1, we unfilter the headlines including a major victory for the head of Mega Upload, the domestic drone boom, and how lawmakers game the system to make a lot of money. And then in Act 2, we look at the data that suggests sugar might be nearly toxic for us and ask if there's any chance that the world can change its sugar-coated ways. And then in Act 3, it's your feedback and a little reminder exactly what's so wrong with the mainstream media. That's all coming up in today's episode of Unfilter. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Episode 7. My name is Chris, and I'm joined with Chase. Hey, Mr. Chris, everybody out there, JB Live chat room, welcome to another episode. And, of course, we've got Michael on the line. Hey there, Michael. Hey, man, glad to be here. Another awesome show. And, of course, Dan the Metal Freak. Hey, Dan. Hey, Chris, can you actually hear me this week? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course, it worked this week. Well, guys, uh, this episode is something that's been on my mind for a long time as a person who's been watching his diet, and uh, I think there's a lot of things we can cover that people might already know, but maybe some some new information that's come out. I'm, I'm really looking forward to today's episode. So uh, why don't we get everything in line and uh, start out with unfiltering some of these headlines that we've got, because some of the news this week's been pretty interesting. So, oh, Mr. Yeah. Chase, I believe that... Honor goes to you. What's our first story this week? Now, when whenever we head to a, an awesome baseball game, we sing in the seventh inning stretch. You know, yeah. There's one, two, three strikes. You're out yeah. at the old ball game. Yeah, at the old ball. Yeah. Totally. Well, now it's one, two, three strikes. You're off the internet. What? <laughs> no. Yeah, oh God. You gotta love this. So, suspected internet pirates. You know, there's this thing that's happening. It, it's happened in the EU, and now it will be happening here in the United States. So. Hey, folks in the EU, you're getting this first, and then here in the States, we're getting it next. Jeez. Essentially, it's this. If you are a suspected Internet pirate, okay, so if they think that you're doing something illegally on the interwebs, yeah. uh, you will be assessed to strike. And the the kicker here is, you know, they want to make sure that you're not stealing anything, so they're going to send you to some re-education camps. No, all right, they won't send you anywhere, but they're going to try to re-educate you to make sure that you don't do it again. Yeah. But here's the thing. let All they have to go on, essentially, 
is an IP address. All they essentially have to go on is they right. they know that oh this IP address and they send a, a you know a cease and desist and they they you know send a subpoena to get information. Let's say you're innocent, Chris. Let's say that you are not downloading these things. I'm going to be honest though, I I was. Oh, you were. Yeah. But let's say you weren't. <laughs> okay. You have to pay a fee to uh, appeal yourself. It's like to, a ticket, almost. Uh, but only well, almost. But the thing is, you have to pay an appeals fee. Uh, basically, uh, so if you know you're innocent, yeah, you have to pay a which I am a quote unquote research fee or an appeal fee. Uh, right now, it's uh, it's twenty pounds. Okay. Uh, in 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 Europe, and a similar fee has been proposed here. Now, here in the states, I yeah. believe it's a six strike system, so yeah. not three strikes. Yeah. Uh, but you have to pay uh, a twenty dollar fee or twenty uh, twenty pound fee. Uh, you to do you so. have to pay, man, because you, you the local to. the local boss hogs and Roscoe P. Coltrane they need their money, and yeah. it's a modern day robber baron situation. It, you know what's interesting about how this is done too is it's not done like at some sort of governmental level. It is a, an agreement that these different ISPs have gotten together. They sat down at a big table. Actually, well, it's not just the ISPs, Chris. It was the entertainment industry, yeah, and the said, RIAA. They, they said, hey, look, you, uh, we're, we're tired of trying to bring people into court and threatening them with right. lawsuits for right. copyright infringement. So right. what we want to do is set up this this uh, this nice, clean system. Yeah. Uh, the, now, part of this article goes on to explain uh, that what is worried here is low-income groups may not be able to afford a twenty-pound appeal fee. Well, and they're more against likely unfair allegations. They're more likely the people doing the pirating too. That's true. <laughs> I mean, this this is not this is not where you solve the problem. Where you solve the problem um, in is going to Thailand or China, where you see these DVDs or CDs laid out on carpets on yeah. city streets. Yeah. You know, that's where you compat this issue. You know, that's and, where and the true piracy is. And we have a better model. And you know, instead of let's say you you buy a CD for sixteen bucks and maybe three songs are awesome and the rest is crap, how yeah. about you you know set up a better online system so we can buy it cheaper and we'll be happily happy yeah. happy to buy it. And the numbers show that more people are really buying the buying albums and CDs and such. And now, uh, then they do pirating, and really, you know, it, it seems to be a big debacle. Yeah. Really, more than than what's really going on. Well, the worst thing about it here is, I mean, we even talked about it on on this show, like our, our neighbors to the north up in Canada. Uh, you know, they download more digital music than most countries out there, and legally, they, and legally, yeah. And they and they have capped internet. It's it's much more restrictive than it is in it's in ridiculous. Europe and in Asia. And, and you know, the the record industry and uh, you know, and the film industry as well. They're so focused on trying to preserve their old model of doing yeah. things. Yep, yep. And this this problem will not solve itself with a three strike system. It's only going to get worse. And you know, their ultimate goal, the RIAA and the uh, the the Motion Picture Association of America is to make sure that all this stuff is combated by the government, and this is where we all need to step in and make our voices heard. And that's the yeah. that's and what we you need. You know to what do. would help with this? Wait, is, is their ultimate goal to break the internet? No, no, no. They don't want to break the they internet. They want to monetize. They it. want to monetize it in their way that they see fit. And yeah. then they, and the, you know. The, the one thing that bugs the hell out of them is, you know, the ability to uh, you go down to the store, buy a DVD, rip it, which we have a legal, you know, it's, it, you know, we have a, a doctrine. The DMCA here in the States allows us 
for personal backup of our own media. But then again, we're breaking the law by circumventing copy protection. Yeah, it's it's a ridiculous thing. The model's broken there. It's so and, broken. And of course, the the other issue is is that uh, there's not an independent ISP uh, community to which we have competitive options to switch to. Mm. So, exactly, if, monopoly. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. If, I mean, I know we don't have a story for for this, but uh, Dane Jasper, I believe his name is, from out of California. He runs the, one of the largest independent ISPs in the state, perhaps even in the country, called SonicNet. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the, the Motion Picture Association sending out these basically subpoenaed lawsuits where they subpoena for IP addresses and they mm-hmm. want to know who is at that address so they can sue them. Mm-hmm. He's constantly stood up to them and fought them on it and say, hey, no, you need to prove that it's John Doe making the downloads. Not this. You, you can't just start phishing. And Not only that, Comcast actually started rejecting those. I saw that. That's same- awesome. Yeah. Yeah, but but they, but they're stopping it for a different reason. Okay, they're stopping it for a different reason. They're still stopping it. Yeah, they're stopping it's probably it. An, it's probably inconvenient to them. It, that's why they're stopping. It's a cost <laughs> measure for them. It's good reason. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. No, um, and so so the the, the 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 nuts and bolts here, folks, is. You know, this could happen to any one of us, anyone in, in the chat room, any one of us as being hosts. We could be accused of copyright infringement. And in order to defend our innocence, we have to pay a fee um, six times. And if you do it more times. than six times, they'll kick you off the Internet. <laughs> yeah, your Internet license is revoked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It, it literally could happen to anyone. I mean, there have been little old ladies who don't own computers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Somehow convicted of piracy. I know no. it. I know it. Uh, all right. Well, while we're talking about piracy, I think one of the biggest piracy cases that happened in the last year was the whole mega upload bust and Kim.com's house raid and all that kind of stuff. Well, big news this week. A judge has ruled that the search was illegal and the ser- and some of the seizure was also illegal. Uh, BBC's Channel 4 reports. Kia ora, good evening. As his wife tweeted just a few minutes ago, amazing news today. The raid on Kim.com's mansion has just been ruled illegal by a High Court judge. Justice Helen Wynne-Kelman has decided the warrants used were invalid. New Zealand police seized bank accounts on behalf of the FBI and took away property worth millions. Now they may have to give it all back. Simon oh. Shepherd reports. The raid was straight out of Hollywood. January the 20th. Armed police and helicopters swooped on Dotcom's Coatesville mansion, seizing luxury cars, artwork, bank accounts and computer hard drives. Or for the FBI case alleging Kim.com was one of the world's biggest internet pirates. Since then, Dotcom has been fighting through the courts, claiming the warrants used were illegal. My house is being raided. All my assets are frozen without a trial, without a hearing. This is completely insane, is what it is. And today, Justice Wynne-Kelman ruled the warrants were too general and as such are invalid. And that the police relying on those warrants made the search and seizure illegal. Even if the warrants were valid, the police exceeded what they could lawfully be authorised to do because they continued to hold both relevant and irrelevant material. Clones of mega-upload hard drives seized have already been sent to the FBI. This, too, was ruled illegal. Dotcom's lawyers are now asking that no more clones or copies be allowed to leave the country, and they want them returned. They also want back anything seized that's not relevant to the case. And they want a review from an independent barrister. Justice Wynne-Kelman will hear from both legal teams next week. 
Now, what I think is interesting about this story is one of the things Kim.com wants back is his surveillance footage because he thinks it's going to be extremely uh, relevant how many FBI officers were involved uh-huh. with this. This was this is something that I, I don't have any real proof of, but even before, I, you guys know I've even said on the show before, before uh, as soon as Obama said that his running mate was uh, Joe O'Biden, uh, you know, I knew we were going to have a, a very favorable policy towards the uh, media lobby. And, uh, you know, like we said, Joe's got himself a Grammy. And, of course, they were involved with this. They were looking for a very public, very big takedown. They wanted a big figurehead they could make a big production out of. And they got they got too excited and they went too far. And now they're getting slapped down for it. I, It, it was always a fishing expedition against him and and the Obama administration was so like what's the word I'm looking for they were so uh they 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 I mean unfortunately yeah he's a, he's a little big guy so they saw the big target on him right yeah. and they, and they, <laughs> well, they knew he was nuts yeah I mean, right I mean, kim.com is kind of crazy which yeah. is why they were able to go after mega upload as opposed to dropbox you yeah. know they basically have the same exact service yeah yeah, he was just—he just made for a good—he uh, just made for a really good public show. Uh, so, anyway, it's, it's a PR campaign. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, that's exactly it. They go out there and say, "Oh, we made a big, big arrest. It scares the right. crap out of everybody." And you know, things—you know—they do with the way they want to do it. That's what I think, yeah. uh, Michael. While we're on you, why don't you cover the story about lawmakers and how they can get a little payola if they bet on the market at the right time? Oh yeah, this is just lovely. Uh, courtesy of Washington Post, a lawmaker rework financial portfolios after talks with Fed. And uh, Treasury officials, and uh, really the, the gist of this is is that you know for a long time there's been a, a lot of talk about how uh, members of Congress and the Senate uh, as well were getting tips, stock tips, and you know were making a lot of money off these stock tips, and they would they would retire from the Senate, and they would be you know millionaires because it, of all the inside information. And it's not just stock tips; it's also like uh, this is about to crash real bad, so move your money out of this exactly. into more secure funds. They show they talk about how uh, Boner, there, uh, you know, he he uh, <laughs> wait, yeah, <laughs> he made he made oh right, Painter, right? <laughs> he made hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, uh, by moving his funds around, and they show like. That they had meetings with the people in the administration that would know it's about to happen, and they would literally hours after those meetings go make portfolio changes. And and uh, that's legal. That's somehow legal. Yeah. Wait, isn't that why Martha Stewart went to prison? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. she's not. Kind of sounds like insider trading. But she's not in Congress. They're though. allowed she's to. Okay. They're allowed to. She's not okay. Man. It, it's actually legit, which is crazy, right? Absolutely crazy. So anyways, this article, we won't go through it all because it's kind of dry stuff, but if you are curious, I know we all are from, we all know that they make money off this stuff. This actually breaks it down how the system kind of works and what vague disclaimers they do have to make. They also talk about a law that's, that's, that's working its way through the system right now that would reverse some of this, but it's not enough. And they talk about where it falls short. Good luck. Good yeah. luck. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't pass over the mother's milk here. Okay. I mean, you talk about how Congress is, uh, you know, besides completely inept. I mean, they are bought outright and bought and paid for. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you, when you see them passing or, or, or not passing legislation, you're thinking, think about who's funding them, you know, kind of well, like and, NASCAR. And when they know, when they, like, well, if they have like somebody. NASCAR, though. At least NASCAR, you know who the owns NASCAR because it's labeled all over the, the cars. Can we, <laughs> yeah, we start we that for stamps or, no, you know, football and tattoos right on our Congress, people. <laughs> tattoos. For the companies that own them. <laughs> totally. What, what makes it so. That way it would be transparent and honest. This makes it so frustrating that, 
you know, we see this, and this is just crap. This is just terrible oh, yeah. and, and crap. But you know what? Why doesn't anybody do anything about it? Because why? they're the ones that make the laws. But no, but then then why don't we recall them? Why don't we pull them out? Oh, that's because they have a beautiful system that keeps everybody totally oblivious to what's going on. That's why shows like this are around now. Exactly. Well, because it's, that was it's, a softball. It's so. become it's become a real yeah. problem. Yeah. yeah. I huge. mean, you don't really hear the media talking about this very much. Yeah. So. Well, keep in mind who owns the media. Yeah, defense companies. It takes quite well. It also it takes a lot of money to run up full time. new it's, station. It's it's Rupert Murdoch, and, or yeah, it's just def- make up stuff to cover all, for full twenty four hours. You got to come up with yep. BS and act like you're serious. Yeah. Yep. that's expensive. But the, the very idea that they are you know getting information, making money off it by by and not only just you know people you know like I say in from the Fed and elsewhere, but it, you know you don't even know who they're getting tips from. You don't even know. And so, I mean, they're they're in bed. They're in bed. I mean, they're like literally spooning these people, and <laughs> and somehow we how we think that Congress is legitimate. <laughs> that's my segment. There you go. There you go. Uh, all right. Well, uh, that's a good read if people want to go check it out. Any other thoughts before we move on, guys? That sucks. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> now, something else. So, of course, the, the the media isn't talking very much about how all of that works. But one thing they were talking an awful lot about. Were those face-eating zombies that were going breaking out? Ever remember the bath salts, you guys? Remember bath salts? Well, get your swooshes ready because uh, we've got a, we've got an update on the uh, whole we bath salts thing. Salts. Turns out, turns out the media might have just been getting a little ahead of themselves. All right, we start the second half of our show with stories we care about, where we focus on our own reporting from the front lines. Oh, they really care about it. Focus on it from the front lines. A surprising toxicology report in that gruesome case of cannibalism in Florida. The report shows that marijuana was the only drug found in Rudy Eugene's body. He's the man who shot and was shot and killed by police as he chewed off the face of another man. Oh. The attack was caught on a security camera, had raised speculation that Eugene may have been high on a drug called bath salts, but today's report ruled that out and also ruled out alcohol and prescription drugs. Eugene's victim, Ronald Popo, is recovering, and the reason that he did that gruesome act now is still very much unknown. Wait, wait. I know why. Okay. I know why. He had the munchies. Oh, you know, the thing about oh, that. Oh, nice. Are they using this? Are they spinning this to go anti-pot? Maybe. So, maybe. That's one track. Is It could be because. It was laced with PCP. Because, you know, pot's been getting a real. No, they said pot, THC was the only drug. I know. Yeah, you know, dude, you smoke a joint and it's in your system for 30 days. So, I mean, he might have hey, smoked look, it. look at the movie Reefer Madness, man. That's a horror story. You know what? You know the reason he bit the guy's face is because he's a crazy sob. That's why he bit the guy's face. <laughs> he went mental. And, and you, but whole... you see how, like any little tidbit or, or tip that, that that the media gets, they run with it. They don't even yeah. verify it yeah. or check. They just run. They don't care. No, no, it's crazy. If you actually watch all the clips, you can watch them kind of run with it too. And it's, it's just, it's, it's really something. Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, the bat salts thing was was just totally up their butt. And they boats. Just, yeah. All right, Dan. Why don't we talk about the domestic drone boom? So normally, when we're talking about drones, we're thinking about uh, military-owned planes that are being used to assassinate people or spy on American citizens while they fly around with the media with the uh, tapes being held onto for ninety days. However, there are other types of drones—drones drones that you can make for as little as five hundred dollars. Hmm. It can be used for a variety of reasons. Well, this article doesn't actually mention it. I know I've read recently about Google wanting to use drones to enhance their maps. Yeah, sure. And in 2015, the FAA will be allowing for the use of commercial drones 
over the years. You know, uh, it's interesting, Dan, because RT, you know, the Russian, the Russian news agency, they stopped by with a drone update. And uh, they list out now. I love. I just. I, I just. RT is getting better and better at this kind of stuff. Watch our, Watch us uh, how RT takes a Wired article and tells you all the different ways you can get spied on by drones. Drones. For many, the thought of having robotic flying machines of all shapes and sizes over America is unsettling to say the least. But what exactly can drones be used for? Spying. No, you can't personally use drones to watch your sexy neighbor undress. There are still laws preventing Toms from peeping. And if you're caught, there'll be no sympathy from the... That's almost like a sentence taken directly out of the Wired article. She's got, like, no emotion, by the way. Directly. Not out of this Wired article, but the original one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she... And you guys, I'm telling you, this is her getting better. She's gotten better. Yeah, all right. All right, let, let her continue on all the different ways. Court's on that one. But as far as the government goes, well, we already know Big Brother's watching. And usually courts don't recognize privacy rights concerning anything that can be seen from a public vantage point. So keep your blinds closed if you don't want cops seeing your pile of weed. Delivery. Not yet. So far, the FAA prohibits most commercial use of drones. And delivery for compensation is not allowed. Yet. Congress is asking the FAA to re-examine its policy. So don't write off pizza delivery drones in the near future quite yet. All right, think about that. If they have these things a little stronger, drones could revolutionize the UPS, FedEx, pizza delivery business. Yeah, it, it could. Yeah. But, you know, you see how like really how pathetic the information she had really available. Yeah. There's tons of articles on drones. Yeah. But she just picks one and runs down a few little choice phrases and cliches. And yeah. That was just sad. Yeah. The Hunger Games. Drones being uh, delivering, you know, like uh, I don't know if any of you guys saw the movie, but I haven't. No. Okay. Yeah, well, well, there's there's one part of the movie where you know the the uh, the athletes, the uh, tributes, if you will, uh, they're delivered uh, items from their sponsors by drones. Ah. Right. Okay, so okay. so I I say yeah, I think we're right here. I think we're gonna get pizza by drones. We're gonna get UPS by drones. I kind of like that actually. Think about the gas savings. I'm gonna put trees all around my house though, so they can't see. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. I, I I won't mention that. Well, depending on what they're running on, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, if they're running on gas, it's probably going to use more energy. Maybe. Uh, here, yeah, I, but there's been technology that that you, they use the solar power. One used nuclear power. They have nuclear so. ones. Yeah, yeah that'd be on the way crazy. It's, it's a nuclear drone flying around, dropping stuff off. Carrying your pizza. It's the 21st <laughs> century uh, carrier pigeon. It's the new Domino's pizza that glows in the dark. <laughs> dropping. Uh, Radioactive particulates around you too. She has a she has a wrap up here of just a few seconds. I don't quite remember what she says, but I remember I wanted to hear it. So let's I'll let her finish. She sounds like a drone. To follow, technically yes, officers can follow vehicles without warrants. So using drones to do it instead may be a perfect way to evade the recent ruling that requires a warrant to install GPS on someone's car. This dystopic futuristic scenario is here and around the corner from becoming a reality. Inform yourself on what privacy rights you still have. And remember, the next time you think you see a UFO, don't worry. It's just an unmanned drone watching you. Be afraid. Uh, that's what I, that's the part Fear. I like. This. She does raise a good point, though. That would make an, it is an excellent tool for law enforcement to, tr- to follow a vehicle and get around the GPS tracking laws. So, or she's trying to cover the up the aliens. Using us. drones forever, though. Yeah, 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 you're both right. You're both right. It's probably an alien conspiracy. <laughs> you know, they're the Russians after all. All right, guys. Well, I believe that uh, wraps up uh, Act 1. Let's move into Act 2, talk about some sugar.
right, well, this week's topic is a personal endeavor of mine to sort of reform my health, especially as somebody who's not as active as I should be. And so uh, I set down a path of researching sugar quite a while ago. Uh, and it's also been something that my wife has had interest in. And I, I guess you guys on the panel have also had interest in. So I wonder if today, I think after maybe today, we might have changed a few people's minds on sugar. Now, I have Clipapalooza about research. I, I found some really great talks on sugar, and we're going to play those. But I thought maybe before we started, um, well, actually, maybe it'd be more impactful if we waited till after the clips to share our stories. Because yeah. then we kind of will have perspective as to why it's important. Yeah, that's a good idea. So why don't we do that? Okay, so... Uh, a lot of the research that's out there that is anti-sugar these days comes from somebody named Dr. Lustig, and uh, he works with children. He's a pediac- pediatric pre- practitioner, I guess is the, is the name, and uh, he covers all kinds of great stuff. He's very well-spoken, so I picked out a lot of his stuff, but here, ABC will kind of introduce you to him. Lustig is a pediatric endocrinologist treating kids with obesity. When he began asking himself, how did kids get this way and what's the real key to America's obesity epidemic, that's, he says, when he struck on it. So you walk around these places and you sort of see uh, the nutritional equivalent of opium dens? Kind of, sort of. Because what's making us fat, he says, and our kids fat, is something in sugar, a molecule. It's called fructose. Fructose is a poison. Fructose is the cause of the current epidemic. It's the cause of the current epidemic of metabolic syndrome. Okay, so we all are familiar with high fructose corn syrup. We're familiar with fructose corn syrup, sugar, those kinds of things, right? Well, uh, so what I found really interesting is what really got Dr. Robert Lustig really going down this path is he noticed that babies all around the world are getting fatter. We have an epidemic of obese six-month-olds. Now, if you want to say that it's all about diet and exercise, then you have to explain this to me. So any hypothesis that you want to proffer that explains the obesity epidemic, you've got to explain this one too. Okay? And this is not just in America, these six-month-old obese kids, but these are around the world now. And uh, I think if uh, you know, if you look at things like Pediasure, which we have a link in the show notes, just packed full of sugar and carbs. And what uh, Dr. Lustig is coming- are all these kids on formula, or are kids getting obese from breast milk? It could very well be from breast milk too, because the mother's diet could be high in sugar. Um, I don't know if that, I'm sure though, based based on what I was looking at in the a lot of ingredients of some of the more common. Uh, uh, formulas though there's a lot of sugar in there in fact some of them you could just almost call a baby milkshake it's ridiculous like some of them actually have a higher sugar ratio in them than soda pop it's wow. re- it's really something so that way because they want the kids to drink them right they want the, they want to sell more yeah. product uh, and what what dr lustig goes on to point out is he feels that one of the things that we've kind of fallen short on is people really kind of look at well calories in calories out a calorie is a calorie, and if I eat 2,000 calories, then I need to burn 20, you know, 2,300 calories or whatever to lose weight. And he goes on to say that it's, it's a little more complicated than that. It's actually sugar and those molecules themselves that are making us fat. Lustig says you will likely get fat on this stuff even if you eat the ones labeled low-calorie or low-fat because the insidious thing about fructose is this. He says it fools you into eating more. Remember snack wells? Mm-hmm. Two grams of fat down, 13 grams of carbohydrate up, four of which were sugars. And why was sugar put in? To make it taste good? If you take fat out, it tastes like cardboard. Food industry knows that. They've got to substitute it with something to make it palatable. Problem is, they put it in because palatability equals you buy more. So as a net- And it's not just a liking, it's a 
needing. So you're never satisfied. Why? Well, Lustig cites research that he says shows increasing doses of fructose overload the liver, which in turn confuses the brain about a chemical we all start producing when we eat called leptin. Normally rising leptin levels tell the brain we've had enough to eat. So your brain thinks you're hungry, because if your brain can't get the leptin signal, that's starvation. Feels like starvation. Feels like starvation. So, so wow. one of the things fructose does is it turns off your brain's ability to properly regulate itself and how much it's taking in. So if you imagine when you're eating something sweet, like a soda pop or cookies, you're not properly eating the right amount. I mean, think about it. Would you ever, uh, uh, fruit, apples, and oranges have fructose in them, but because there's so much fiber around them when you're going through them, you don't ever eat like a hundred of them. But what's amazing is this, there's another, there's other studies, there's many other studies, but another prominent study, yeah, I believe it's at Harvard, they might say in the clip, is going along at the same time and it's finding some interesting studies. We found that the subjects who consumed high fructose corn syrup had increased blood levels of LDL cholesterol and other risk factors for cardiovascular disease. How quickly did these changes occur? Within two weeks. Kimber Stanhope's study suggests that when a person consumes too much sweet stuff, the liver gets overloaded with fructose and converts some of it into fat. Some of that fat ends up in the bloodstream and helps generate a dangerous kind of cholesterol called small dense LDL. These particles are known to lodge in blood vessels, form plaque, and are associated with heart attacks. So, not only does it turn off your brain's ability to properly eat enough of it and regulate yourself, but then, because it, so much fructose gets introduced to your system, that your liver freaks out, the insulin can't break it all down, and it has to convert it to LDLs, which get clogged in your arteries. So there's research out there now that shows that sugar can lead to heart issues. Heart disease. For years, he's been a controversial voice. Here is our oral isotope. But now, studies done by Kimber Stanhope and nutritional biologists at the University of California, Davis, are starting to back him up. Lustig. She's in the middle of a groundbreaking five-year study which has already shown strong evidence linking excess high-fructose corn syrup consumption to an increase in risk factors for heart disease and stroke. That suggests calories from added sugars are different than calories from other foods. So this is getting pretty serious because you think about how much high-fructose corn syrup is in everything. Every, yeah. Bread has it. You know, I mean, every, and, and uh, th here's the crazy part about it. We can't stop getting enough of the stuff. We freaking love it. We go out of our way to find it. And I think one of the reasons evolutionarily is because there is no foodstuff on the planet that has fructose that is poisonous to you. It is all good. <laughs> so when you taste something that's sweet, it's an evolutionary Darwinian signal that this is a safe food. Isn't that fascinating? There's nothing... Well, that, Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that uh, uh, that's why McDonald's wrote in a memo that you know, getting, they wanted to get children uh, eating at McDonald's early so that when they become adults, they keep eating at McDonald's. And yeah. you know, McDonald's oh, yeah. is rife with this sort of stuff. So uh, that's why the Golden Arches is making billions. Yeah. And the question is, is you know, well, what is, so is all high fructose and fructose bad? But what about like, you know, like I mentioned, fruit has fiber in it. So what about fruit? But wherever there's fructose in nature, there's way more fiber. Do you ever see a piece of sugar cane? It's a stick. <laughs> right? You can't even chew the damn thing, right? You got to suck the stuff out like that, right? I mean, how many calories do you think you're going to get out of a piece of sugar cane? 
Okay? They actually did studies on the sugar plantations back in the uh, early 1900s. Okay? All of the workers were healthy and lived longer than the sugar executives who got the processed product. How about that? How about that? Uh, and I think one of the things that I have been distracted by is I thought high fructose corn syrup was some kind of devil. That, you know, uh, I would be better off if I got uh, something that had cane sugar in it, right? That, you know, if I could get a Coke with cane sugar instead of high fructose corn syrup, not only does it taste better, but uh, it's it's better for me. Uh, well, I wouldn't say the jury's out on that yet. I'd say you're right. In fact, uh, Lustig basically argues that because of, well, here, it's, it's a little complicated. Well, no, Lustig's statement about this saying they're both bad because of fructose. Yeah. Is one thing. I'm not, on the other hand, he doesn't give much evidence saying that high fructose corn syrup still could be a little worse than regular cane sugar. Well, here, I'll, he'll explain, here, I'll let him explain molecularly how, why he doesn't think it, it makes a difference. And that kind of gives you the science. And then I got some thoughts to follow up what you said there, Dan. High fructose corn syrup. Everybody's heard of it, right? It's been demonized, something awful. So much so that the corn refiners industry has launched a mega campaign to try to absolve high fructose corn syrup of any problems, which we'll talk about in a moment. Okay? But the bottom line is, this is something we were never exposed to before, 1975, and currently we are consuming 63 pounds per person per year, every one of us, 63 pounds of high fructose corn syrup. Now, what is high fructose corn syrup? Well, you'll see in a minute. It's one glucose, one fructose. We'll talk about those at great length. One of the reasons we use high fructose corn syrup is because it's sweeter. So here's sucrose. This is cane or beet sugar, standard table sugar, you know, the white stuff. Okay? And we give that an index and in sweetness of 100. So here's high fructose corn syrup. It's actually sweeter. It's about 120. So you should be able to use less, right? Wrong. We use just as much. In fact, we use more. So here's lab fructose over here, if you had crystalline fructose, and they're starting to put crystalline fructose into some of the soft drinks. You can, uh, they, they're actually advertising it as a good thing. Right? But anyway, there's why we use it. It's sweeter. It's also cheaper. So here's high fructose corn syrup. One glucose, one fructose. Notice the glucose is a six-membered ring. The fructose is a five-membered ring. They are not the same. And here's sucrose, and they're just bound together by this ether linkage. We have this enzyme in our uh, gut called sucrase. It kills, it kills that bond in two seconds flat, okay, and you absorb it. And basically, high fructose corn syrup, sucrose, it's a non-issue. It's a wash. They're the same. So he's saying because of the way it breaks down in your stomach, it eventually ends up being the same thing. And I think the reason why maybe, Dan, high fructose corn syrup is hard to tell if it's worse for us is because we have it in such higher quantities everywhere that it's almost worse just because of it's, it's, a, it's a perfect storm of cheap to use, backed up with subsidies, backed up with it makes everything taste better. And so it's become more of a devil because of those reasons. And it's, and it's in a lot of products now. So it's, you know, it's, it's almost uh, so pervasive that you see it so often that we probably think it's worse than regular sugar. Yeah. And uh, who knows? Like I said, the jury isn't out just yet. Now, uh, here's what's crazy is he does a little he does. He, he actually breaks it down into what these sodas put onto you in terms of weight per year. This is crazy. This is nuts. Get ready for this. In 1955, after World War II and sugar became plentiful again and wasn't being rationed, we have the appearance of the 10-ounce bottle, the first one that was found in vending machines, and you probably remember that one as well. 
Then in 1960, the ever ubiquitous 12 ounce can worth 16 pounds of fat per year. And of course today, this over here is the single unit of measure, right? 20 ounces. Anybody know how many servings are in that bottle? 2.5 8-ounce servings, that's right. Anybody know? Anybody who gets 2.5 8-ounce servings out of that bottle? That's a single serving, right? Okay. So that would be worth 26 pounds of fat per year if you did that every day. And then, of course, over here we have the 7-Eleven Big K Thirst Buster Big Gulp, whatever you want to call it. 44 ounces worth 57 pounds of fat per year. You hear that? So the 20-ounce pop, you know, like the one you get from the gas station or the something like that? plastic bottle. Yeah. That's 20, or I'm sorry, that's, they said 36 pounds a year. 26 pounds. 26 pounds a year. Can you believe that? If you had one of those a day. Yeah, Matt, it's one a good day. thing I never liked soda. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no kidding, because... Uh, so, how about type 2 diabetes? Are soft drinks the cause of type 2 diabetes? Well... This study from JAMA in 2004 looked at the uh, relative risk ratio of all soft drinks, cola, fruit punch, and found a very statistically significant trend of sugared soft drinks, fruit aids, etc., causing type 2 diabetes. And you know we've got just as big a problem with type 2 diabetes as we do with obesity. Ah, oh, wow. There's a big overlap, though. I wouldn't say it's just as big of a problem. It's, we're often the same people. Yeah. Not always. I'll tell you what's, what's horrible. You know, when I go to buy like, you know, like grape juice or, or whatever uh, juice I'm looking for, they put the crap in, in juice where, where juice is supposed to be just juice. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I thought juice could not have added sugar. And they, and they do. Was, and they do. Drink. Oh, they do. Yeah. They came, do. Like grape drink if you had added sugar. No, I, I think it has to be well labeled for, for any of that stuff. I mean, it could say. You know, this is apple juice made with 10% real apples. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, can I play the clip for you, though, that scares me the most? This is this is a different clip. It comes from CBS News. And uh, I think this is potentially some of the most disturbing information about sugar I've heard yet, though. Turns out sugar has become a major focus in cancer research, too. Lewis Cantley is looking at the connection. If you limit your sugar, you decrease your chances of developing cancer. Absolutely. Cantley, a Harvard professor and the head of the Beth Israel Deaconess Cancer Center, says when we eat or drink sugar, it causes a sudden spike in the hormone insulin, which can serve as a catalyst to fuel certain types of cancers. What we're beginning to learn is that insulin can cause adverse effects in various tissues. And of particular concern is cancer. Why? Nearly a third of some common cancers, including breast and colon cancers, have something called insulin receptors on their surface. Insulin binds to these receptors and signals the tumor to start consuming glucose. So this is your body eating... Every cell in our body needs glucose to survive. But the trouble is, these cancer cells also use it to grow. So if you happen to have a tumor that has insulin receptors on it, then it will get stimulated to take up the glucose that's in the bloodstream. So rather than going into the fat or the muscle, the glucose now goes into the tumor, and the tumor uses it to grow. How about that? Oh, God. And in the video, which we have uh, linked, uh, the CBS 60 Minutes video, uh, they show an animation of essentially what happens is, yeah, the insulin comes on, binds to the outside receptors on this tumor, and then this tumor opens up and starts sucking in the glucose and starts growing. Um, and I think, I think 
I, you know, so that's where CBS titled their story is sugar toxic because of that. And then they go to ask that doctor. So they said, so what different, what changes have you made? And he says, well, I don't drink sugar. I don't eat, I don't eat sugar anymore. That's funny because well, that's what. He doesn't eat added sugar. Yeah. 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 I mean, this you, you is. Can, you can't completely escape sugar. It's oh, in everything yeah. naturally. It's in fruit and everything like that. But this is a fundamental shift, though, in the way our culture would eat. And it's cultures around the world now at this point. This would be, if we were to reduce sugar seriously, uh, I, I think it would be almost near an impossibility at this point. As someone who on a daily basis tries to reduce sugar to an absolute minimum to follow my diet requirements, uh, it's, it is a constant struggle. So, well, it's, it's in, it's yeah, in it's so much pain, now. I mean, it's doable. It is doable, but it's... Uh, how are we going to say, Chase? Well, you know, a couple of questions. First off, you know, these are some great, great clips that we have here. And I, I, first, I want to say thanks, Chris, for, for, pulling, the, for pulling the clips. Bad man. Um, the other thing, though, is, you know, 60 Minutes, you know, they, they did a story on this. Isn't it interesting that, you know, they are, they're putting this on the mainstream media? And I always look at what's the angle here, Yeah, right? I, I agree. And, and I got to say, Sanjay Gupta is involved with yeah. that story, and I don't trust Sanjay Gupta at all. So what's what's the angle here? Because we know that the, that the corn industry... And I know we're going to get into that here, this in a minute. You know, very big in high fructose corn syrup. You know, subsidies and all that, all that jazz. And 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 they're trying to say, well, sugar is bad for you. So what are we are we going to see a play here for fake sugar? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I I I appreciate That's that skepticism. Question. I appreciate that skepticism because I I actually debated clipping it because I was like, well, what is their motivation here? But the data seems sound and the presentation is good. Yeah. Maybe they're just honest to God reporting. Could that be possible? One of the major flaws, Not though. Not on sixty minutes. <laughs> Sorry. One of the major flaws that was actually brought up by someone from one of the sugar lobbies is, though, that we're focusing again on one aspect of the diet. Yeah. Much like we focused solely on fat in the nineteen seventies, which is what actually ended up leading to the increase of sugar. Right. So, what are we going to substitute sugar for that's going to kill us next? I think what's interesting, though, is you know things like fat and calories; those are in nature a lot more than we would come across as a human species. As we're evolving and our dietary system is is forming, and the, the things that fuel our system versus the things that harm our system are being established um, and then passed along. You know, fats, animal meats, things like that; those were around, but like they say in the in the clips, the sugar stuff, not so much. So, I here's my personal approach to sugar. I treat sugar like I treat other luxury substances like alcohol. It's 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 moderation. It's not something I necessarily do every day and it's something that if I have some I know there's going to be a little bit of uh downside to it. And you know now that I now that I I I've reduced it, I can really feel it when I eat sugar. Like I get a headache. It doesn't I don't feel good um after it wears off. So it's it's one of those things where I think you're right Dan, it's not impossible. But even in my situation, I still kind of run across it, and every now and then I'm like, ah, you know what? Everybody has a little fun from time to time. I, I think it's gotten to the point where it's kind of like a drug, where yeah. if you're so used to high fructose corn syrup, and you taste, uh, you know, drink something, eat something that doesn't have it in it, they're used to that very sweet taste, like you know, uh, artificial sugars. Mm -hmm. uh, example I had is when uh, I went place to get a smoothie. Okay, we're talking fruit. Put together, okay? They go, Liddy, Liddy goes, do you want Splenda in that? And I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, do you want regular sugar in that? I'm like, no, it's fruit, okay? Right, right. And I'm tasting, I'm like, this doesn't taste good. What's wrong? High fructose corn syrup. That's what's missing. 
Ah, oh, sad. We have, it's, it's a drug. I mean, they're literally like pumping this stuff on us like like crack dealers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Dan, Chase, any thoughts? Well, speaking of that, don't you have a clip on it being a drug? Uh, I did have something at some point about it being an addictive property. Okay, I don't, well, if I don't you pulled that, then it. I'm going to state it, which is yeah. um, we actually build up a tolerance to sugar so that the positive effects you feel from it decrease. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep eating more and more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we were going to move on to the story next, Chris, but you, you know, can. in a in a con- in a connected way. So you know the the high fructose corn syrup industry or the uh, corn based sweetener manufacturers. They yeah. they they've been trying to do this for a while and rename what, or trying to distance well, himself from the bad name. right because you know as we were talking about earlier and a, a lot of the guys picked up in the chat room they're saying oh high fructose corn syrup is bad right right uh you know cane sugar is good right, right. well we, we've heard some arguments against that as well however uh so what they wanted to do was change their name yeah yeah from high fructose yeah. corn syrup to quote unquote corn sugar right and, they tried that back in 2010, yeah. and they just tried it again. Yeah, they tried it again. And, and, you know, all we know is this is just a gateway thing for them to say, well, uh, well, if they got it to say corn sugar, yeah. why don't we just, just call just it sugar? sugar? Yeah. You know what? There's a commercial, I'll have to find this some, sometime, uh, where they talk about, well, sugar's just sugar. Yeah. There's nothing to be worried about. Sugar's just sugar. Uh, and to the point that you know, they they make a point, but like I said, it's not good for you anyway. But the interesting point is that somehow there's always a, a cartel. You know, there's the, the food cartel, the sugar cartel, the corn cartel, and you have these these uh, these one these groups to control the whole thing, and yeah, then they yeah. lobby Congress. Yeah, and they suck off the uh, the. Uh Money, the funds that uh, Congress gives them for uh, corn subsidies, and uh, yeah, they they didn't get approved to rename, by the way. But one of the things no. they did get approved is uh, if they can crystallize it in some form and dry it, then they can get they can call that something else. And so they did get a little bit of a win there. There's a little mini win. I don't remember so, all the details. But. So is the only thing so if that they is crystallize it? Yeah, kind of like uh, when they make meth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah. So is the only thing that's good for us uh, from this point forward is water and steak? I think so. I think so. You know, no, it's moderation. One of the key things we need to remember, though, is everyone's is a little different. What one diet's right for some one person doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be right for everyone else. That's a great point. That's a great point. Now, like for me, the paleo thing, and I've got a link in the show notes if you're interested in the paleo thing uh, for a book on it, has worked really well. But, you know, uh, just with my wife, there's differences there. You know, we have different tolerances for sugar now and those kinds of things. And uh, you're right. It, it very much depends on just what works for you. And that that is something you just kind of have to learn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm keeping an eye on our live chat room. And I and I think it was, uh, yeah, Creepy Uncle said in our chat room talking about uh, New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg. And I don't oh, yeah. know if you guys remembered Michael Bloomberg wanting to make uh, basically large sodas off the table, uh, I think yeah. the largest drink that you could get, like a fountain or a, cu- or a, a, a size, was I think it was sixteen or twenty ounces total. You I believe could, it was twenty ounces. Was, yeah. He's basically trying to get rid of the sixty-four ounce gulp. Yeah, the super gulps and right. the big gulps. And you know, obviously, you know, I don't like that because I don't like any government saying you know what I can and cannot buy. I want to be have that freedom. Mm-hmm. However. Maybe he sees and hears the same kind of data that we're seeing that, you know, sugar is such an addictive thing and such a bad thing. So should we create laws to protect the citizens from the powerful lobbies? Well, the issue is in part that we've known 
for example, that smoking was bad for you since 1965 when they started putting it on the side of the pack. We actually, right. we knew yeah. before that too. Same but we know booze it is did bad next for to you. nothing to stop people from smoking until they started taxing it at yeah. you know, here in New York. It's almost ten yeah. bucks a pack. Huh. So why don't they just make it? I mean, like they've made you know cigarettes expensive, increased taxes you know, and education. Why don't they just make it illegal or they put huge on. warnings on sodas? Hold on, let me get it. Oh, I don't know if I have a pen, but I'll, I'm gonna write. I'll write this in the little, in the in the little red book. After the show tonight, uh, I guarantee you they'll be back only with a uh, with a luxury tax on them. A luxury this, tax on soda. This is one of those things where they take a drastic move and then they let the people win by swinging back, and it's more of a compromise than it would have been in the first place. That's that I guarantee you. That's so just like a cigarette tax, we're going to have a sweet tax. Yeah, yeah, uh, or a sugar see, tax. But also, if you if you recall, uh, cigarettes were pushed by doctors and dentists. Yeah. You know, in, in the 1940s and 1950s. So. Uh, it's hard to say. I don't. I wouldn't like the idea of the uh, of a, a state government, you know, telling me well, what I can and can't do. But uh, you can't have uh, information, you know. The doctor available. Thing, the doctor thing is a serious problem. So you can ask your freaking doctor. Say, do they train you nutrition in medical school? And they will say no. no. They don't. Well, if they're nice, if they're good and honest, they'll say no. Yeah, and Merck, Merck, and uh, Pfizer trains them. So the problem is, is the doctor. I mean. People go to their doctor, and you know the doctors aren't warning people about this stuff because they're they 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 they're trained they're not trained in that, and it just blows my mind. Take a good look at your doctor too. Yeah, or, or yeah, uh, if your doctor's found bigger than you, these doctors are a lot less likely to say stuff about un- unhealthy eating to patients because well. They're obese themselves. And they're yeah. half dead, you know, telling you how to live, uh, and and uh, they get the nice little sheets. From, you guys need from, to get new doctors. Jeez, jeez, my doctors are all <laughs> naked. And they're ladies. That's what I'm talking about. Not really. Yeah. All right, guys. Any other thoughts before we roll out of Act Two? I, you know, I, re- I, I know you got the red book there, and I know I think this is something that we're going to revisit in the future. I mm-hmm. just have that feeling, especially with this coming up on, you know, that was just on 60 Minutes, and when when you hit 60 Minutes and you hit the the mainstream here, this is something. I hope I hope we, we're going to see some changes. I think we need to, but the, dare I say it? What's the alternative at this point? I mean, what do we? I mean, we know the you know fake what? stuff's you're, no good. You're so what's, right. what's the angle? You, you know, know what it is? You guys aren't going to believe me, but we need to put the fat and calories back in. And I, everybody's going to be like, "Oh my God, Chris is so stupid. He doesn't know what he's talking about." But you know what? You can work off the fat. You can work off those calories. Your body is designed to burn those things, and uh, they don't have all the nasty side effects. And they help specifically. Your brain is able to regulate. You know that 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 same thing. The fructose turns off, so you know, so you don't know when to stop. The fat turns on, and so it's. I don't know. I, I'm not saying that's the huge solution. piece of it, though. Is self control and yes. moderation done that's, by yourself? I had to point. cut all added sugar out of my diet over five years ago. Now, you can Not actually, even because of the education aspect, because I am in agony when I eat a lot of sugar. Really? Actually, I'm at the point if I eat too many strawberries, I'll be in enormous amounts of my legs will be killing me. Um, and it's. It's the same thing, actually, with most artificial sweeteners. I get just as sick. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I'm doing it for slightly different reasons, but I definitely can tell. Yeah. I've definitely cut out all added sugar. And it's a real struggle then for you, isn't it? It's It was. It's yeah. not anymore. See, it's still kind of new, new-ish to me. So you, I, You've weaned yourself off of it like, like heroin. I did it a little faster than that. It's but it is. Do you uh, now, Dan? Yeah. Do you look around, or are you just are you just floored by the amount of sugar that people eat and they don't even realize it? 
Does I've it- always known. I've actually, I was the little kid in the grocery store looking at the sugar content of cereal as a little kid. I mean, one thing people <laughs> are going to be surprised to learn is that um, what cereal has the most sugar? I'll give you three. Take a guess. Lucky Charms, Count Chocula, or Kellogg's Court. Um, Frosted Flakes. No. Count Chocula. Sorry. <laughs> Raisin Bran. Count Chocula. Raisin Bran. Raisin Bran does. What 19 grams Raisin Bran. Wow. <laughs> sugar in it. Wow. They wow. add sugar. I remember back in the day, back when I could still eat this stuff, if you looked at the raisins, you would see crystals of sugar that were added. That's right. I used yeah. to add sugar as Despite a kid. Despite the fact yes. that there's, enormous, there's a good deal of sugar in grapes to begin with, which is then concentrated when they're dried. Yeah. So you get even more, and then they add it. Yeah. However, starting in 2010, they started adding corn syrup to it, so I don't think you can see the little crystals like you could back in the day when I was eating it. Wow. Does this mean we have to do a genetically modified uh, food show? Now you're thinking. Now you're thinking. Chase, what about you and sugar? Well, I, you know, just to share a personal story, you know, I've, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago on on Facebook, I I put a, a a note out to all my friends, and I was basically telling everybody, hey, you know, I. You know, I saw myself on camera during E3 coverage, and and I was just like, you know, I I want to be in a more thinner, more fit state that I used to be going through high school and in my early 20s. And so, you know, I've been looking at ways and how to chisel things out of my diet that I, you know, don't need. And, you know, one of those things has been, you know, soda. And I haven't drank a lot of soda. I mean, I used to go see a 36-pack of, of Pepsi at home every month. And, I used, and Yeah, I used to have a pop with every show, minimum, maybe two pops. Yeah, and I, I don't have that anymore. And uh, I know Chris makes fun of me when I have water during the show. But uh, so, you know, it's it's not like for me, like a, a soda's an addiction. Uh, you know, one of my good friends who, uh, said, you know, he cut out soda. But then he, then he would get, like, lemonade from yeah and i and i tell him i'm like you're not cutting out anything you're still getting the same ingredients right. it's just no caffeine well um, you're getting you're still getting sugar still yeah and that's what he's trying to cut well, out okay yeah, if you're just trying to cut out the sugar there's other crap in soda too though yeah yeah so you know this this whole sugar thing and the one thing i'm i'm definitely leaning towards and you know uh you know chris uh, invited me over for some barbecue yesterday or for some grilling is you know natural food i yeah. i would say you know, like natural grass-fed beef, and and and, and instead of corn-based beef, and but you don't want cows who were fed enormous amounts of antibiotics because they're not actually supposed to eat corn. Right. Yeah. What are you uppity? <laughs> what? What? You what actually you looking into information? Maybe I don't know. Avoiding milk that has hormones Dude, added to terrorism. it. That's terrorism. That's <laughs> terrorism. America. This is America. This is America. America. Now, now, wait, wait, wait a minute. I'm I'm speaking. Um. But oh, wait, yeah, yeah. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Uh, not while I'm speaking. No, but I mean it's it's a constant struggle, and I know uh, for for us big guys out there, you know, you want to try to do the best job that you can, incorporate exercise, and and get rid of things like sugar. And after hearing the show today, I'm motivated now more than ever to even decrease more of uh, the the liquid sugars. Uh, I know it's harder on the on the actual sugars built into food, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, at least get rid of what's easily can be getting rid of. If that makes any sense. There you go. I hope yeah. that I hope that's kind of I hope that's kind of what a lot of people uh, at home absolutely listening along kind of feel. All right. One guys. thing I want to quickly address before we create a problem that we uh, yeah didn't see, Did we, we step forgot in about is diet soda often doesn't have the same amount of sugar, but they do have artificial sweeteners that are as bad, if not worse, for you. Yeah. 
Edelstein yeah. has been proven to cause, be, you know, cause cancer. I, I, I was kind of, I don't know, I was thinking maybe we'd, we might save that for another show because that's a whole, like, that's a whole area I, to I just look into. want people to say, well, I'm going to try to avoid sugar. Oh, oh, diet soda doesn't have as much sugar. Oh yeah, yeah, that's no. a good point. And if and if you do need a little bit of sweetening, uh, there's the uh, uh, stevia. Uh, the well, stevia. I've, I've used the the Mio's. I think they're the called one Mio. Thing I can have. Uh, it's a small little squirt bottle of flavoring. Uh, huh. It's got no sugar. I mean, it's got the artificial stuff, but you can just put a smidgen. I mean, like just a little smidgen, smidgen, just to give you a little bit of flavor in your water. Um, and that's it's great uh, if you want to get rid of the the sugars and there other you stuff. Go. There you go. All right, guys. Well, I think that uh, wraps up Act 2. We got a great Act 3, though, so why don't we get moving right along? Right, Mr. Chase, we have an email to start out with. I see you have it up there. Do you mind uh, reading that email from uh, Michael? Absolutely. Michael write, writes in and says, hey, great episode six. I love the show, and it's a crowning achievement for Jupiter Broadcasting. Whoa. That's right. Good job, guys. Yes. Now, I have one issue with your last show. Uh-oh. Uh, you said that Fast and Furious covered multiple presidents. That was not entirely true. Uh, mm. Now, Bush ran Operation Wide Receiver, great name, uh, yeah. say, from 2006 until 2007 and was officially stopped before President Obama took office. Now, here are some notes to that fact, and he did give us a link to, uh, to that uh, information. Yeah, he did, and uh, that was uh, – we got the couple of comments, but I spotted that one, and uh, yeah, I, thought, I wanted to say thanks to Michael for writing that one in because that, that, was, that was me being lazy when I was talking about it, and uh, I, so I got that wrong, so I appreciate it. Yeah, that. And, and we can't be perfect. Uh, we just try to be – you know, as, do the best as possible that we can. Right, yeah. and, you know, and, and you know, honestly, uh, and if we get something wrong, it's, it's, I, it's my intent to always try to, uh, to try to come back and correct it. Now uh, – this next this next link I have in here um, is also about Fast and Furious, and uh, I it's a little long, everyone, and I apologize. I might stop from time to time. It feels like it's getting monotonous, but I I felt like boy, does this sum up why this show needs to exist. This is a news contributor at CNN recording this. I forget his name, but Chase has the article over there. And uh, uh, do you see his name up there at the top there, Chase? It's kind of uh... L Z Granderson. All right, so let's hear. You guys aren't going to believe this. We are a nosy country. Though to be fair, it's not entirely our fault. Between the 24-7 news cycle, social media, and reality TV, we have been spoon-fed other people's lies for so long, we now assume it's a given to know everything. And if there are people who choose not to disclose, they must be hiding something. Being told that something's none of your business is... I think the clip has a little bit of a, a whine. I'm sorry about that, but I'm going to let him keep going because you're not going to believe this. Slowly being characterized as rude. And if such a statement is coming from the government, it seems incriminating. Times have changed. Yet, not everything is our business. And in the political arena, there are things that should be and need to be kept quiet. Heads should roll because of the fast and furious debacle. 
We don't need Whoa. every detail of that operation to be made public in order I'm for that to happen. There. If it were an isolated sting, maybe. But it is at least the third incarnation of a gun-running scheme stretching across two administrations, which means we could be pressing to open Pandora's box. We wouldn't want to open Pandora's box, you guys. Oh, no. I mean, okay, so we're, we're a minute into this. Can you believe what this guy is saying? So far, like, we shouldn't be asking questions. Uh, we could be opening Pandora's box. Shut up, we slave. We shouldn't be asking questions? I, it's just unbelievable. I don't know. This clip's a little junky, so if it keeps bailing on us, I'll, I'll pull it out. But I just thought, gosh, this just sums up what the problem is so well. That is something we, I cannot do. I have no. to ask questions. I know. I know. What's the whole, the whole point of the show? Shut up, slave. Want to open <laughs> Pandora's box. Not about this, and certainly not about a bunch of other potentially scandalous things the federal government has been involved with. You see, freedom isn't entirely free. It also isn't squeaky clean. And sometimes, the federal government deems it necessary to get its hands dirty in the hopes of achieving something we generally accept oh, as good for the country, such as the he death of Osama sarcastic? bin Laden. No, he's he's serious. And uh, that buzz is just so awful. I think I'm going to... I'll show you to stop it there. I'm, but trying to, I'm trying not to like throw up in my mouth. All right, well, my me... mouth, okay, because this guy's like, oh, you will, we do terrible things, but it's for your best interests. We yeah. love you. It's kind of like Shut saying, up, look the other way while the priest rapes the kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's for the better of the Catholic Church. Happy. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, hey, you know, it, it's bad, but hey, we got Osama bin Laden. It's we not did. about That's all that we matters. Cried, <laughs> but we did not make a very big deal about the secret operation that was executed in Pakistan without the permission of the Pakistani government. The Obama administration did what it thought was in the best interest of America. Much in the same way, Project Wide Receiver and Project Roadrunner, the earlier versions of Fast and Furious under W, were executed with the hope that they would do more good than harm. Hardly anyone <laughs> in the public knows... I know, right? Yeah, we're going to give guns I know why we make a big deal out of uh, Pakistan, the assassination of bin Laden in Pakistan? Because Unfilter hadn't been started yet. Yeah. It's funny, like, it, it, to me, it's, it's almost like the government is, like, holding a bunch of rainbows, a pack of rainbows, and, yeah, we do horrible stuff, but it's for you, and right. uh, nothing to see here. Here, take your acid in the Kool-Aid. These programs, were they legal? Or hell no? Were they effective? Who knows? By allowing guns to infiltrate Mexico's drug cartel, we thought we could trace them up the ladder to the leaders. Take off the head and the body dies. You know what I love about that? Is just on its face, it seems completely ridiculous. Just on its face. So just like hearing <laughs> at it, you're like, that sounds stupid. And you know what? Turns out it was ridiculous. As for Very innocent stupid. people who lost their lives, collateral damage. Oh my god. Yeah, you know, they, those... Uh, collateral they, damage? Tell the damage of the Border Patrol uh, tell yeah. the family of the Border Patrol agent that, oh, you're just collateral damage? Oh my god. I saw a news article today wow. that it's considered common knowledge. People just like consider it as like one of those uh, facts. Oh yeah, the, the US government's behind the drug cartels. They back This really sounds like he's saying this in a way that he doesn't truly believe it and he's kind of getting people to wake up. He is, so the, no, what did, it is, is why this, did CNN even put this up? He is one of the big editors for a, a gay and lesbian magazine, which, you know, Obama's recently been a, a big supporter of, of gay rights, and that's awesome. But he, You mean uh, equal misery for all? Yeah, and uh, so maybe, uh, I don't know, he's almost done. Let's let him finish off, because now he's only got a few seconds left. That's the uncomfortable backstory to this scandal. And there are likely other operations like it in our nation's history that we don't even have a clue about. And maybe for everyone's sake, we shouldn't. <laughs> I understand the role of the press is to find out the truth, and I am thankful for it. 
But maybe it's better for us not to be so nosy, not to know everything, because to paraphrase the famous line from the movie, A Few Good Men. Wait, he's quoting a movie. Maybe we won't be able to handle the truth. For CNN Opinion, this is LZ Granderson. What a douchebag, man. Isn't that awesome? Oh, the collateral damage doesn't mean anything. Oh, sure, the drone program is a great success. Uh, yeah. The collateral damage and the children murdered. Pay no attention. My we head got, we got is them. hurting so yeah. bad right now. And I it, have it, a it, face palm. It's just oh. an opinion piece. The only piece. thing I can think is he's trying to make a point by saying the craziest shit he can think of. Maybe. Sorry, maybe. I just swore. I think, I think there's <laughs> some people that really think that way. That And, you know, maybe it comes from a point of, I mean, think about this. The Fast and Furious thing is is really really scary we took guns and we shipped them down there and we gave them to some of the worst people around and then they killed a whole bunch of people with those guns and then they came across our borders and killed people that is really trying to keep guns out of people's hands isn't that's it? some negative stuff though it's much easier just to to bury your head in the sand and say you but know, the, we the really overall don't... the overall meme though is 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 really you know shut up slave you don't need to know what's going on this yeah. is for your best interest to, that tells me that um, there's uh, there's worse things to this than we even really know. That they have to go to this trouble of of you know putting this PR you know campaign about you don't need to know about what the government does. Well, I pay taxes. I don't like to pay taxes. I don't want to pay taxes. <laughs> so I damn sure want to know. Yeah. Regardless of you paying taxes, man, it, you have the right as a citizen, first and foremost, right. regardless Agreed. of te- if you pay taxes or not. Citizens are supposed to be the boss. We're supposed to be making the decisions. Now, I understand they can't Although tell us everything. but You probably should be paying your taxes. Yeah, well, true. Yeah. I, 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 one thing I want to add, add here on this is that, you know, I know we're probably going to get some feedback about us playing this clip. And all I got to say is, even though we are all pretty much agreeing on this, if you disagree, or actually, I'm sorry, if you agree with this gentleman, I really want to hear from you guys. And i like to hear from your point of view why you would agree. Yeah. I mean, we don't agree, but doesn't it necessarily mean, you know... I, I guess there could be a rational argument. There's got to be, but if there is, I want to hear the it. The only rational argument is that the guy's one. being trying to make a statement, trying to get people's attention by saying the craziest thing possible. It could be an attention It really crowd. does sound like that, mainly because he's talking about how these programs weren't even effective. Uh, hmm. Well, I mean, you're right. It could be an attention grab. I don't think it is. My, uh, but it, it Maybe. I mean, he's talking I, about something that actually worked. I could see that, but the fact that he's saying that you know, it's who a knows if they even were effective. Huh. It's a campaign. I'm, I mean, obviously, uh, this is a big, big issue, and maybe there's a bunch of dirt underneath that we don't know about yet. And they're just you know trotting people out to say this is good. This is a good thing. Stop paying and attention. Uh, that kind of nothing thing. to see here, slave. Uh, Go back to sleep. Your government is doing exactly what it should do. Go back to sleep. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. And, you know, they're just doing their job. They're just uh, they're just doing what uh, pe- what people need done and uh, getting getting their hands dirty. All right. Well, you don't know you- want to see the blood on my hands. Of what I've done. It's for your best interest, man. We have great news now because, like Chase just mentioned, we do want to get your feedback, and uh, we now have a local UK phone number for people across the pond to give us their feedback. I know that's been one of the hurdles is people didn't want to spend the cash to get to call here so here is the uk phone number it is 0845-287-5829 that's 
888-528-5829. Call that and leave us a voicemail, and we'll play it on a future show. We want to start getting your guys' thoughts and opinions from over there. We want to get your perspective. Yeah, you can also Skype us at Unfilter Show if uh, you know you can't get access to a phone line. That's free anywhere in the world. Just uh, add Unfilter Show to your Skype and send us a, a message there. Or you can call us uh, United States number one country code four two five three one two seventeen fifty six one four two five three one two seventeen fifty six. Absolutely. All right, Dana, you got a free music pick this week, don't you? Word. Yeah, I am trying to alternate with the Creative Commons, so we're back on to Creative Commons this week. By the way, last week's song was Bloodlust by Ministry, I believe. Right. Check it out in the episode six show notes. So what's this week's? I'm playing it right now. What is this? This week's is Sugar... The the Sweet Demise of Sugar E. Death. There it is. Thank you. By Shogun... Shotgun Shogun. Here, I'll just play a little clip of it. So you can grab that for free because we have a link in the show notes. And like Dan said, it's a Creative Commons song. And... uh, so uh, you don't got to pay nothing for it. Because every now and then, Dan just wants to give you guys a freebie. Isn't he a nice guy? That's a nice Dan. I, I think I, so. I think this was a great show. Yeah, I'm glad we did this show. I'm glad we did Sugar. So uh, thank you, guys. Uh, here, why don't we uh, let's go through the rundown. Uh, let's start with uh, the blog, of course, filterfree.me, which has been a little neglected recently, but that's the show blog. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm twitter.com slash Chris L-A-S. What about you, Dan? Where can people find you? Well, I'm going to be at the Syracuse Innovators Guild tomorrow for our uh, picnic. If anybody wants to stop by, we've got food. Nice, dude. Food is good. Are you serious? Does it have sugar? Yes, in the uh, show notes. <laughs> so uh, what general area is that? Uh, this is Syracuse, New York, upstate New York. Um, we're on James Street. Nice. Right by the Wegmans. What about you, Chase? Where can people find your stuff? People can find my stuff at www.geekgamer.tv and just in tribute, I put a nice little story there about the faux show. Hey, nice, dude. Yeah, you were on the faux show episode 96 this week, and we covered the highlights from the Google I.O. keynote. So if people haven't seen that yet, you should go check that Loads out. Loads of fun. Yeah. What about you, Michael? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at stratrisks.com. Uh, it's where uh, we discuss everything going on around the world that you need to know about. It's where I study the world. Of course, we also have our very own subreddit over at Unfilter. Dot Reddit, or is it Unfilter Show? No, it's just unfilter.reddit.com. That's right. And uh, we need some more people over there to subscribe and help vote on stories and leave comments, though it is already a great Reddit with tons of great links in there. We need more. More. We need more. Also, be sure to catch this show live over jblive.tv or jblive.am on 7 at 7 p.m. Pacific. We do this show Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific, and then release the show for download Saturday mornings. Don't forget the Roku. That's right. You can find us on the Roku app as well. Absolutely. Love it. All right, everyone. Well, thanks so much for tuning to this week's episode of Unfilter. See you right back here next week.